0: Alright, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne, and this is Elevated Friendship. So, you know, for today's topic, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and take the bait and, uh, you know, just be a, a typical American and, and talk about the news. And, you know, at, at first, you know, This is just me. This is just who I am. I don't really understand or see the need to watch the news each day or repeat what the news is saying in articles and social media. But, you know, if if that makes you feel informed, that makes you feel good, then, hey, go ahead and, you know, have your slice of pie. Um, But for me, (laughs) uh, I just – I'm like, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy with an opinion, a guy with some feelings and emotions, a little bit of intellect. And, you know, I put my, you know, a little bit of spice on it. That's why I say I'm here to, you know, I'm here to entertain, here to heal and here to build you up. I am not a doctor. I do not have designations behind my name. I am not a licensed psychologist, shrink, mental health counselor. I am in no form of judicial law. I am not a lawyer. I don't practice. Law as an attorney, lawyer, prosecutor, defense. You know, I'm not a police officer, AUSA, none of that. I'm just a guy that likes to talk to people and, you know, befriend. <laughs> really, that's that's just me. I'll just befriend. <laughs> but um, you know, we're we're kind of in a heated time here. Um, I'll just be honest. You've got. You know, George Floyd um, has recently uh, died um, from, you know, basically the the blunt force being put into his back that, you know, ultimately cut off his air supply while, um, you know, a police officer was subduing him and, and basically securing the scene, securing him and, you know, making an arrest. So, you know, at first I... I kind of had to pause because I'm like, wait, what's this guy's name? Because it's just another black man, you know? It's just another black man that didn't comply, that wasn't listening, that wasn't paying attention, that probably had a little bit of dirt under his nails, that, you know, came from, uh, you know, below blue-collar, Area, you know, area, you know, it, it, I hate to say it, but this is just another black man. It's just, this is just another, you know, day of the week. So, you know, to my friends that are posting and messaging and, and sending these things to me, I just ignore it because realistically, honestly, I told them, I mean, this is just going to happen next month. I mean, like, why are you, why are you even getting in your feelings and emotions about it? Like, this is just going to happen next month. And people still refuse to do the number one thing that they need to do, which is understand how this power was given. Um, if you And I'm not saying you have to be Republican. I'm not saying you have to be Democrat. I'm not telling you what you have to do. Um, but everyone is acting according to the laws that were put in place. If, if you don't learn about those laws and go at those laws and, and the system that was built with, Words <laughs> and writing and ideas. If you don't go at that, uh, the, the marching doesn't matter. All lives matter doesn't matter. Uh, blue lives matter doesn't matter. Black lives matter doesn't matter. These, The hashtag and these arguments and phrases don't matter. So it, it kind of brought me to an interesting thought, which is... The universe knows how to balance itself. And here we are, just, I mean, I don't, I can't really put the dates on everything as far as, you know, the first plane and Model T car and all that. But, you know, here it is, almost, you know, a hundred or so years after, you know, our first vehicles and planes. And, with all of our technology, I mean, we still haven't been able to effectively travel to uh, Pluto and back and, you know, vacation in, in the stars. We're still on this planet. I feel like we're still petty. And we're, you know, still stuck with our subtle differences. So here's the the thing that, like the the silver lining in it all, that really just blows me away. Um, <laughs> dinosaurs, you have this giant meteor that hurls down into the earth and shakes us up, creating a dust cloud that chokes out, you know, pretty much all all the the current uh, uh, mammals that were in a specific area. Those dinosaurs, I mean, it just wiped them out. And that's what, with this coronavirus, conspiracy or not, <laughs> you know, I, me personally, I think it was just we didn't, you know, tend to things fast enough. And this thing kind of, you know, jumped up on us. We didn't. And, and you know, we tried to hit the snooze button and it didn't work. But we're people. That's that's going to happen. Um, that meteor took them out. There are no dinosaurs around to this day. And as long as we've been on this planet, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how smart they are, but you just think like something immediately invading your lungs and cutting off your air supply. Something of that sort that will not allow you to breathe effectively. It doesn't matter how dumb or smart you are. You know, it's it's over. So it, it just blows my mind that something like that would happen to the Earth and yet we're still here. The moon is, is where it is as I believe a you know previous part of the Earth and the planets stay in alignment. the sun is still the Sun, the galaxy is still the galaxy and all that we have to explore is still out there. but it's still uh, uh, set in a balance. It still operates in the way that it needs to operate so well. This is, the, this is the thing that like really scares me about space and the planets and alignment. And, and I'll, I'll move on. We could all be gone tomorrow. We could all be gone tomorrow. And all of that would still go on business as usual sun would keep burning, circulating these planets. Every planet would still move. Saturn and its rings would still be as beautiful as they are. You'd have Pluto all the way out there. You know, now they, they <laughs> I guess it's not a planet, I guess, whatever. But um, you, you'd still have all this going on, business as usual. So for me, it like, It really presents as, you know, an amazing thought, an amazing idea that balance is always present. You got a chaotic part of the universe, which is the sun. So much heat and gravity pulls everything to it. But then you have a a peaceful life and and resilience in the others. And then you've got Pluto, almost the complete opposite. Excuse me. Pluto at the complete opposite end (laughs) of uh, of us where it's you know toward the edge of, of our galaxy so we're out of balance and this might be a rhetorical question to those of you who have asked it already but it just makes me wonder with um you know mr floyd with mr george floyd is it hunting season and you don't have to answer that question, but it uh I don't know. It's really sad. And as a as a black male, I mean, you have to navigate through this a little bit differently because with or without the coronavirus, this was a fear. And like, keep in mind, everybody's at home on social media, on Facebook, on their laptop, on their tablets, their Kindles, their computers. Everybody's at home now more than ever. So when news comes across, like we can't really go anywhere. Now, we do have a few places opening up to have capacity, but we even have people still. um, You know, still in masks, you know, and and. Uh, Governors and mayors putting it out there, which I think our governor has done a great job um, here in our state, but making it uh, mandatory to wear a mask, which is fine. You know. Do we have to make it mandatory to cover up when you go outside and it's a blizzard or it's cold? No. There's just some things you should want to do to survive. This is survival. And I think that's where everybody is is kind of losing it here. This isn't Mom and Dad telling you to go to bed at ten o'clock and you're eighteen. <laughs> this is a blizzard that will snow up to eight feet by tomorrow, so get everything you need and go home. or a a storm so bad that if you get caught out in the street or out somewhere, you know, the rain and the mud and all that like what we saw in California with the fires, like it's just it'll just wear you out. So that I think that's where people are losing it with coronavirus. They're looking at it as oh, well, it's just conspiracy or it's just the government trying to get control of us or you know, I'm I'm going to Put on my, you know, country music and turn my hat backwards and play my, you know, uh, ride ride my truck. And we're going to go where we want because this is I I pay my tax dollars. I can go wherever I want. This is my country. And and I've seen this black and white. People just saying, you know what? I'm going to turn up. (laughs) You know, hey, if that's what you want to do, fine. But like before and after coronavirus is what I'm saying. Before and after coronavirus, there has continuously been this question. Is it hunting season? And like I, I, like I said earlier with my friends, I asked, you know, why, like, why is everybody so heated about this? Like, this is just going to happen next month. Like, this is so normal that we see a black man dying at the hands of police. It, it's so normal. So that's my question. Is it hunting season, and why every month? It, like, it 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 looks like an agenda. Like every month, I mean, just just think of it in terms of ice cream, okay? If I go to Baskin Robbins or uh, uh, what's the place? Uh, Cold Stone Creamery, Baskin Robbins, Cold Stone, or Dairy Queen. If I go to Dairy Queen every month, what does that look like? If I have a Netflix subscription every month, what does that tell you? If <laughs> I go to a strip club, if I'm married and I go to a strip club every month, what is that going to tell you about me? It, it A pattern reveals something about someone. Now, if it was once, then yeah, it'd be like, oh man, that was... That was a bad break, you know, we couldn't figure it out. But I mean, now we have a a, a blanket plethora. You can make a a a board of all of the the people that have had their lives lost. And I mean, most of them are unarmed. Some of them are I mean, these are people that now, I'm I'm a kind and, and gentle guy like they wouldn't beat me in a street fight <laughs> and I moisturize my hands like, you know, so it's like, what? Huh? And I'm not here to pick on anybody, but I do just kind of want to ask some questions, you know, because the all lives matter uh, hashtag came back out. And I want to speak to the all lives matter. I want to speak to the blue lives matter. And then I kind of want to speak to a remedy. How do we fix this? Because I I think you, if something was smelling bad in your house, you'd want to fix it. And America is one of the best houses, period. So when I see all lives matter, and and I wanted to speak on this for quite a long time. (laughs) When I see all lives matter... What that basically means to me is that all communities matter. So when there is a community in need or you're looking at the Nextdoor app or watching the news, what all lives matter, to, what all lives matter means to me is that you should be so pricked in your heart that when someone is saying this community is in need or this community needs help, You ask, how can I help? What can I do to help them? Oh, if it's making masks, I'll make masks. Oh, they need food, I'll make them food. Because all lives matter. These kids don't have the proper stuff that they need. Ah, It's just not going to happen for them tomorrow. Maybe I can help. These kids are trying to sponsor and, and fundraise at this high school in the suburbs for some inner city youth. What can I do? This farmer is in his own boat paddling away from his farm in tears. What can I do? Because all lives matter. And I love this farmer. I love the kids in the city. I love the kids in the ghetto. I love the kids in the suburbs. I love the men and women in blue. I love the men and women that fight our fires for us, our our FD departments. I love the men and women of our CIA, the men and women of our FBI. I love the men and women that have dedicated the time I don't have to nonprofits. I love the men and women who have dedicated their time at night to helping my brother, my sister, my cousins, and my friends get sober because all lives matter. There's a church down the street holding a car wash. I had nothing to do, so I dedicated some time to helping them raise money for their church to send kids to another country to help people in need because all lives matter. Let's do do another one. All sports matter. So what all sports matter means to me is you watch ESPN in its entirety because you have the time. But saying that all sports matter and you just watch the NFL, well, all sports don't matter to you. You just like the NFL. You're micromanaging. This is favoritism. So if I say all lives matter, Then I should have it built into my heart, if you have a heart, if this is real heart and real love that you're talking about, when you say lives. So, like, please be specific with what you're saying. When you're saying all lives matter, that means that when I hold a baby of any culture, of any background, of any color, I love that baby. So if you're pro-life, this should exist in all life. (laughs) If, if, If you see what I'm saying. You should be so consumed with lives that you don't have time to mention or to speak on a hashtag because you're so dedicated in the lives that you don't have time for hashtags. The people who exemplify this and and represent all lives matter to me the most. I'll just give you two: our firemen and our uh, doctors and nurses. Or you can you can say your your mental health. These are fine representations of all lives matter. I'll take you. I'll take you to another one: sanitation. Your garbage man and woman who is picking up trash after you, after the country. That is where all lives matter. If they don't do what they do, and you have that stuff sitting there, which go ahead and recycle, by the way. It's cut down half of our trash. That is how you contribute to all lives matter, not on social media. So for me, I don't believe you. When you say all lives matter, and it's only in response to someone outraged or hurt by a black death what you're you're not saying that all lives matter you're saying your life doesn't matter enough so when you when you say that please be specific with what you mean behind that are you only saying that in this case or do you live by that all day long because all lives matter if you <laughs> all lives matter Um, isn't true if you support the military. So my cousins and family and brothers and friends that are in the military, what you're saying is they matter because they're wearing red, white, and blue. But the lives on the other side of those bullets and the terrorists don't matter because they're terrorists. That's not all lives matter. If you look at um, the general teachings of Jesus Christ, the pathway of Buddhism, um, the peaceful lessons of the Muslim and Islam faith, or yoga. Like, yoga is taken over in this country for a reason. (laughs) We've got some anger issues in this country, and we do it to ourselves. We do it to each other. But... To say that all lives matter means that you don't support our military. <laughs> they protect you. They keep you safe. They keep you warm so you can sleep at night. So domestic and foreign terrorism doesn't come to your aid. If you really believe that all lives matter, you would protest your own uh, militaries and ask them to put down their weapons and, and don't try and... Uh, I don't know, do Tai Chi instead of, you know, knife fighting and and guns. So please be specific when you're going to use that all lives matter hashtag. Are you just showing up today or will you show up for the rainbow? Will you show up for the gay, lesbian, bi and and trans uh, community as well? What I'm saying is I don't believe you when you say all lives matter because you only showed up and you only show up now. And you were created out of uh, response to an area in time where people were outraged and hurt at the death of um, black people. So if all lives and all deaths matter, then that will look a little bit different. Because uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 11, with great wisdom comes great sorrow. And if you really say that all lives matter, I'll move on. you really say that all lives matter, it should stir up a wisdom and a a knowledge base in you that encompasses everything. All, all. Well, then all lives matter. That means you got to be vegan now. (laughs) I mean, come on now. You get what I'm saying? I, 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 Forgive me, but I don't believe you. If your all lives matter activism and hashtag comes out of response to the death of black people, I can't believe you. Hey, I'm going to be back in just a moment. Um, I want to talk about Blue Lives Matter and um, how we're doing a great job of supporting them and where we're failing them. Um, Because if you say that Blue Lives Matter and you're not doing um, some of these key things, once again, I don't believe you. All right, I'll be back. Talk to you soon. All right, so we are back with the Make It Plain Wayne podcast. Uh, We're talking about (laughs) all lives matter, blue lives matter, and the remedy um, from what I've seen from um, this George Floyd uh, recent death. Um. So, I've always been kind of confused, um, when it came to the support for Blue Lives Matter because, um, in reality, for me, I don't see it. And um, if you have family like mine who you know are police officers and sheriffs and you know wear the badge and they come home and long hours and stress and and all of this, I'm like. Uh, do do are they just putting up the banner to smile and wave and look cool or do they really support blue lives um because blue lives matter isn't something that you just put a sticker on and you know <laughs> it's not something you just put a sticker on and and think okay now everybody knows now you know you know where I stand on this. It's about blue lives. Blue lives matter. Not black lives matter. Blue lives matter. That's who really matters. Well, hold on. <laughs> um, are they getting paid? I mean, can they afford to protect you, protect the city, protect the neighborhoods, And still live a decent life. And in all these shows and movies, they kind of do the the, the whole dirty cop scenario and all this. And what I don't think people realize is for certain types of law enforcement, your brush with death and your constant fight to clean the streets is never done. It's it's like toilet paper, (laughs) The the police are there to wipe. It, 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 it's like having a toddler. You know, the police are carrying around this toddler, their neighborhood, and they've got to change these dirty diapers daily. That's all they'll ever have is this toddler. The police are carrying this toddler. And it's not because people are evil. It's not because people want to be illegal and break the law. It's because we're human and we make mistakes. Shouldn't that prove (laughs) that we don't support blue lives with the fact that we have to continue to have police? Think about that. Just think about that for a second. Where's your VCR? You don't need a VCR anymore. Why aren't cars built to be heavier and not lighter? We, we don't need all that weight anymore. Why don't we carry around a um a CD player anymore instead of an iPod? We're we're better, we're faster now. Why are we uh <laughs> why are we driving around uh Priuses instead of big bulky Cadillacs? So Things change over time. They just do. And why aren't we getting on an old dial phone? Why aren't we getting on an old rotary dial phone to dial our phone number instead of using speakerphone and, and technology to communicate with people? Why are we doing all this stuff? We can just go back in time to the good old days. Like, why are we doing all this? Oh, we advanced. We have technology. So how is it that in our technology, that in our ability to communicate better nowadays, we have Rosetta Stone. We have Google Translate. We have book after book after book. We have Christian stores filled with books. We have bookstands filled with books. We have downloads and audible where we can listen and learn at a better and faster rate than ever before. But we still need the police to police us. It's because we're human. But to my point, (laughs) there should be less and less police every year because we're doing better and better and better at society. So to me, I don't really believe that we are supporting the police, (laughs) especially when you have, uh, you know, like in California, California has more prisons than I think colleges, something like that. It was some ridiculous thing that I, I, you know, caught um, just kind of surfing the media and and whatnot. I'm like, wait, what? It was like one county or... (laughs) Uh, One part of California had more prisons, um, you know, than they had colleges. And um, you compare that with the rest of the world. And we've got these for-profit prisons and we're building, you know, prisons like they're building Starbucks (laughs) or McDonald's, you know. And, And, you know, they serve different things around the world at McDonald's. Um, To accommodate for, you know, the way they are. But it's like, why so many prisons? Why so many deaths? Why so much misunderstanding? So to me, I don't really believe that you support Blue Lives Matter when you say Blue Lives Matter. Because they've got all this old equipment. They've got an increased stress. I mean, come on. Come on. As a detective, a homicide detective, how long can you do that and be happy? Are you supporting them? A lot of them lose their family and marriages doing their detective work because it's so consuming. Are you there? Is my question. Are you supporting the blue lives? Because uh, contrary to popular belief, putting a sticker and, and Facebook and, and waving a flag from my house, that doesn't do anything for somebody when they've got bills, kids, cancer, these real-life issues hitting them hard. And what are you supposed to do? Your job is to police, correct, and guide society. No one does that. In, in anybody's face, like you. So, I just, I, I'm I sorry, you all. I don't believe you. If you're supporting Blue Lives Matter, and you're saying that, you know, all lives matter, I, I'm sorry. I don't believe you. They've got old equipment, an increased stress level. And I believe that the number of police should decline over time, not increase. I don't think we need to, you know, do the whole, you know, everybody gets a loaf of bread and milk and everybody gets that whole, you know, socialism, you know, type thing. But I just don't believe we support them like we say we do. I don't believe a sticker and a banner. I don't think that's enough. I'm sorry. That's just me. Because when I see these families and, and we eat and sit down and talk you know, with one another, they go through real times just as hard as us. Only difference is some of them might get shot at today. You aren't. And that's from doing their job. Do you know what kind of stress that puts your mind in? Knowing that you're going to go home and kiss your wife or your husband and your kids, but you have to wear a, a a bulletproof vest and keep a gun on your side because something might pop off at any moment? Do you know how that feels? So when you say that you support them and blue lives matter, I don't... I don't know. Maybe you can tell me how you support them and love them. Especially in their time of need behind closed doors. Are you there? So... I was thinking, I was like... What would help all of this? Like, what would be the remedy for all of this? And and if you're saying all lives matter, if you're saying blue lives matter, if you're saying black lives do matter, um, which like this is different now. I got to be honest. During coronavirus, we're being forced to get an education that um, we haven't had before, which is a little bit more time in the mirror. And I'm seeing more. Uh, of my family and friends from white culture say this is wrong. What happened to George Floyd is wrong. And this has got to stop. And I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. This is sick and disgusting. Where people are saying this is wrong. So if you're listening to this and that's how you feel, you know, congratulations. That's, that's That's a correct human response. But if you're still like, it's not my problem. My grandpa and family might have been evil slave masters, but I'm not. I'm a, I'm a quality, high-functioning American. I love everybody. Do you really love? Like, do you really love everybody? Because for me, it's a lot harder to persecute damage and abuse someone that I feel could be my family or friend. If he looks like somebody I know or she looks like somebody I know, that could be a friend or it could be family. Then I might take it upon myself instead of learning how to fire a weapon or do some type of crazy, you know, pin down move. To be more resourceful in the moment. And that's the thing. For each of these scenarios, we go into it and say that not every scenario is the same. Not every police officer um, enters the scene or the scenario the same. And not every scenario is the same. What's the same thing with these people that are dead? They can't speak anymore, they can't say anything these men and women that were sitting at home or, I don't know, did anything wrong, they deserve death? Well, this isn't the other way around. There aren't Black Panthers and Black police officers and Black athletes out in the streets attacking police. Or, flip it. Let's say it was the other way around. If there were nothing but black police officers and black police officers were doing this to people of white culture and reverse it. What if in white culture, white culture was the minority and black was the dominant society? I know, scary thing. A lot of coconut oil and fried chicken, right? So. If it was reversed, what do you do? And in my opinion, this is how almost every revolt started about uh, uh 1500 years ago. It's like you watch Braveheart and Game of Thrones and and uh the like the medieval times and like all these battles that took place over in uh Europe like that claymore sword and all those swords like those those never touched African people. Those never touched Native Americans. That was, <laughs> that was like the white on white crime, the white on white battle of battles, and we glorify that. I mean, look at Lord of the Rings. Like I said, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, um, uh, Braveheart. It's like, <laughs> like wow, that's a lot, <laughs> but. That's how all these revolts and all these crazy things start. So if anything, it's lopsided. So, so much killing will in turn push a correction that I don't feel is, is what everybody wants. It's, it's so bad that now it's normal. And like I said earlier, it's so normal that I just told my friends, I was like, why are you even talking about this? Like another black man is going to be killed by a police officer Next month, if you know, if you want to be real. That's our reality. That's your reality. If that's what you want, if that's what you think is okay. But I I'm I'm asking you the question. If that George Floyd was your dad, or your brother, or it was Janet Floyd, and it was your sister. And somebody you love down on that ground, choking out for life, saying, I can't breathe. I can't I can't move. Like, please be honest with me. Who do you know that down to the wire 100 percent does exactly what someone says? Dogs don't even do this. And when a dog is hurt or damaged in any way, the whole country jumps up and does a backflip. But with a human being of darker skin, there's no love. So it begs me to ask the question, how much love do you really have? And is it really love? Is it really love or is it favoritism? Is it a micromanagement where you slide this this love for these people to the side because you don't really know them that well? I mean, there's probably reasons for that. Some are safe and survival. But when have you let someone of color in? When have you said that I love this man or I love this woman, my cousin, my best friend, my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law? If you don't love somebody that's black, this is going to be hard for you to understand. If you don't love someone that is black or Mexican or Middle Eastern or Asian, or Native American, this is gonna be really hard for you. So in that regard, you should want to open your heart. In the same way we do. If you are black in America, you are in love with so many parts of white culture, and the the, the feeling is not mutual. It's, it's not returned. For years, we've loved all of the sports, all of the movies, <laughs> all of the entertainment, so much so that we're inspired enough to go and make our own. And then people love it. But it's not always returned with the same love. We get 15% of the love. <laughs> so here's here's my last thing, my last Last question I would ask, and this is this is very specific. I'm going to make this a very specific aim um, to my brothers and sisters that are in predominantly white churches and white societies, suburbs, communities. I'm just going to ask you this question. If that was your friend, would you say something? If that was your brother, would you say something? If that was your relative, would you say something? If that was your Christ, would you say something? Or would you do a Peter and deny him three times? That's my question. For you churches and communities that profess love and profess the love of Christ and the ballad, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's the king. He's the comforter. He's the the alpha, the omega. Is this what you want your body out there doing? Is this really uh, spreading the gospel, so to speak? Because to me, what's hard is being the majority And knowing that you have this power to love and reach out and grab everyone's hand and say a prayer, and I see nothing, it's absolutely mute. Now, if you're going to love in your home and in your heart and do it in your own way, I definitely respect that. I definitely understand that. But I've started to notice that people are not ashamed (laughs) to speak very loudly and very clearly on every issue except for your Christian values, except for what matters most. You will die a Christian, but nothing will be mentioned. Nothing will be mentioned on your headstone or your funeral about your political party, about the hashtag that you use the most in 2019 and 2020 or whenever. You want to die in your faith. Because it's the only thing that matters. Nobody here is going to get you to heaven. But you won't speak up. On the children of God. If that's who you really believe we are. When they don't get another chance to go to church service. What would you do. If you were so scared. And so irritated. That you can't act well or can't act right. Which I'm, I'm assuming everyone is, you know, <laughs> everyone is, you know, peachy keen, perfect, doing exactly what they want. So that's that's my question. For those of you that are in large bodies of church. And don't really have many black members, don't really have many members of color that are in predominantly white churches or in the suburbs, wherever you are that love greatly that motivate greatly that help greatly would you still look at george floyd if that was your brother if that was your sister if that was your friend your family and not say anything have you went down to the precinct to pray have you went and spoke out to say this is wrong this isn't how you treat the body of Christ. Are are you do you guys save souls anymore? Or do you just condemn everybody to hell? I, I thought that was the opposite of what you're trying to do. So that's my only ask. That's my only request. Is that your body of Christ as well? Or do you condemn him and say he's reprobate? So hopefully I don't have to talk about this again. This is not my favorite type of of topic type of of subject because it's it's too common now, and I just would rather leave it alone and be in a a better place mentally but yeah i um I want everybody to do their best, and i want I really do want to believe everybody, but I don't. I don't believe that we're loving wholeheartedly. I don't believe that you really support blue lives inside and outside the home. I don't believe that you really believe that all lives matter because you you turn off the TV for some things, but you turn it up loud for 15 minutes. And ultimately, I do believe that the universe will correct itself and that we will have balance, whether that's with or without us as a whole, did it to the dinosaurs. There was no explanation. There was no footnote as to why it just happened. And then we came. So, all right, you all, I love you all. Please love, like, and share these messages with your friends, with your family. Um, I appreciate the feedback that I'm getting from you all. I love you all and will continue to engage you all as best as possible and answer your questions and catch up. Um, But yeah, peace and love. I love you all. I'll see you soon.